This week on Buena Vista and Main Street. That was the droid she was looking for. (laughs) That's always the droid she's looking for. Like, if your costume in the real world, that still wouldn't be. I don't think that would be okay. But because you're a costume and you're at Disneyland, it's okay. Yeah, the the setting is important. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle, and here we go. How's you, how are you doing, Amanda? I am doing great. People are actually are listening to our podcast. Yeah. I know, we were just talking about this <laughs> how is thing. That? Like, people are listening to us. That's crazy. I think that's a little weird feeling to me. Yeah. Yeah. But welcome back to our sister episode of sister discussion on Disney and... If you're new to listening, well, welcome to listening and enjoy. We talked a little bit about last episode about like who we are and why we want to do this. This episode we talk about, we thought we'd talk a little bit more about our memories of Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, because there's so many. It's because of those memories that keep us going back to Disney. Yeah. We could definitely go to any other resort and still make memories, but there wouldn't be the same type, right? Exactly. So why do we do Disney? Because that's not saying that we haven't been to university. University? <laughs> we haven't been to Universal a bunch of times. No, we have, for sure. But it's different. Yeah. I don't have the same memories like I do with Disney. Yeah. So... So we're going to kind of just go over some of our favorites. We will go in deeper depth on other episodes about why some of these are our favorites and why different things that you might not hear us talk about, we'll talk about another episode. So we don't want to spoil and give you everything all at once. No, this will be like a broad brush stroke, if you will, of some of our key memories. Not like the specifics. We'll yeah. dive into specifics in detail later on a different episode, which just means you have to come back. Yeah, that's true. So should we start with uh, the one we were ta- going to start with? was our favorite kind of overall Disney memory. So we all have those one memories that kind of make it for us. Do you want to start with yours? Um, yeah, so I will start with, I have a couple, but I'm going to start with the kids. Um, so when we went to Disney World, because we were going such a long way and the kids were right at that right age where if we didn't get the kids to like do dress up stuff on this trip, they wouldn't ever do it again. So we took Emma, got to do, uh... Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, which is where you get to dress up like a princess. And she chose Jasmine because at that time Jasmine was her favorite because Jasmine is independent and has her own tiger. So if you know my daughter, that totally makes sense. Um, so she did that. Um, and it was super grown up for her age when I saw her. I couldn't believe it. It's like she like aged 20 years overnight. It was crazy. Uh, and she loved it. She went with my mom and they had like a granny granddaughter bonding time. And I took Aiden and we went and he became a pirate. He became Jamie Barrel Roller. 
in fact. And uh, he got to do like this secret ceremony. We went in a secret place that I can't tell you about. It's so secret that I don't even remember what happened. But there was a secret place and they have like an oath to say. And it's really cool. Like I would want to become a pirate. Um, and then they spent the rest of the day dressed up like that. And they really, my kids are actors. That's just their nature. They go to art school. So uh, they took on their roles and really like played into it a lot. And there was just some really cute moments of like Aiden helping Emma because she's a princess and saying that he would carry her bags for her. Like just stuff like that. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. You just can't. It does. It wouldn't happen anywhere else, but because it's Disney, it happens. So, interactions that wouldn't have happened if they were just in their regular clothes at Disney. So, it's expensive, like because well, you get like a costume and you get like makeup and you get like a whole experience. Emma had her nails done and hair done and blah blah blah. Um, but. For a one time, like I wouldn't do it like 20,000 times, but if you're looking for something really special to do, do it when the kids will remember and I would do it because it was just really cool. And it's something that they'll remember as well. And you get to keep the costumes and all the props and everything too, because I think Aiden got a sword or a, did he get a sword and a spyglass? I can't remember. Oh, an eye patch. She got an eye patch. Yeah, he got lots of different things. Anyways, that's my one of my favorite ultimate memories. Emma did what's known as Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. So at Disney World, there is one in Magic Kingdom. Disneyland does not have one within Magic Kingdom in Disneyland. No, they do. Never mind. I'm lying. They do as well at Disneyland. They do, yeah. So they're inside the park, and you can get it done. So it happens. In Disney World, it happens inside the castle. At Disneyland, it's just behind the castle. So it's kind of attached to the castle. So, And then they do have this experience, Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique, outside at Disney Springs in Disney World. Um, and at different hotels, like the Grand Floridian has like an adult version now, Amanda, by the way. Oh, really? Just putting that out there. And <laughs> You didn't know that. I did not know that. get her hair done. I know, next time. <laughs> so we can so it's only for children up to the age of 12 trust me we tried multiple times um as adults but no it's only up to 12 and they have fairy godmothers that do this for them so that's what we're talking about why dressing up like a princess and you have a whole photo shoot with a disney photographer and you get those those photos and stuff as well so i forgot about the photos sorry Yes. Yeah, no. And then Aiden did what's called Pirates League because of the climate and COVID right now. Um, and some of the changes they're doing at Disney, they're not, Pirates League isn't open right now. So that I know that Pirates League is something that they do on uh, cruise ships for, because one of the days, theme days that you can have on a cruise ship, one of them is Pirates Day. So then they can, you can do Pirates League on Pirates Day. But that's a separate experience. You can, if you have a boy, do Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and have him dress up like a prince. So Aiden could have been a prince to go with the princess and have them walk around together, which would have been super cute, but he's not a prince. He's 
a pirate because that's more his personality. So both of those are options and they have different packages costs for both of them. But just so those that don't know what we're t- a little bit more insight into the why we wanted them to do it. Yeah. And because they look so cute. Emma definitely had like the top of the line. I don't know if it was like the very top, but my mom definitely spoiled her on that one so she did have like as best of an experience as possible and a whole bunch of pictures as well so you can keep them and frame them like i did it's a memory that you can't you will never take away and i just remembered talking about that i just remember coming back we had to we met uh jasmine and aiden reunited at the magic carpet in um Disney World, which is like Dumbo, but it, they're carpets and they're, they're in Adventureland. So Jasmine could ride the magic carpet and that was... just made the experience. Yeah. So that's your favorite kind of Disney World overall experience, eh? I'm trying to think of my favorite... Well, I was gonna... One of my favorites I was gonna say is um, when I went to Tokyo Disney Sea. I was by myself. I did not go with anybody else. It was a solo trip. I was in Japan to meet up with a friend, but I said, I gotta, I gotta do this. So I was in Tokyo Disney Sea, which is the other park at Tokyo. There's Disneyland and there's Disney Sea. Disney Sea is in Tokyo is the only one like it. So when I was there, I got online. I got in, was there a park opening, opened the park. Started walking and following the crowd of people. Didn't know what they were going to, but obviously it's going to be a popular ride because they're all heading towards it. So I'm just following them into this line. Turn And then I, we go around, we go down, and it is the Tower of Terror. So I had my first Tower of Terror experience. Um, not knowing what, what was, like, knew the Tower of Terror. Didn't really know what it was about. Then having the storyline be completely different than it is in North America. And all being Japanese. And then I'm on it. Um, scared, because I'm not usually scared. But back then I was not as... Brave. Brave. Because I hadn't been to uh, Disneyland in a while. So this is before, like the Tower of Terror was such a big thing in Disneyland. And I'd never been to Disney World. So I hadn't ridden it at Disney World. So it wasn't as brave as I. So I got on. I am really. And so I ride it. And I'm hiding my hands. My face in my hands. Which I never do in a ride now. But and then I get off of it. And I go. I'm like I need to buy this ride photo. Because nobody will believe me that I did it. And you look at the photo. And they're all Japanese people. Except for me in the middle, hiding my face. And they're all, like, laughing and making faces because I've written it thousands of times. It's my very first time. So I just love that experience because I didn't know what I was going to experience. And still have that magic moment of, like, I like Tower of Terror now. A lot. I would ride it lots. I will not ever ride it again. I died when I wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you don't know the storyline of the Tower of Terror in Japan, you can go look it up. It's very cool. So Yeah. I Again, I've written only Guardians, yeah. and once, and I cried, so... 
I'm not writing it again. <laughs> sure you aren't. No. Not happening. Eventually. No. I'll talk about a not so great experience, uh, but I still remember it. So my very, well, I've been to Disneyland Paris twice. The first time was way back a long time ago when I was in junior high. I won't tell you the year, but let's just say that Disneyland Paris was no longer Disneyland Paris. It was still Euro Disney because that's what it was called way back then. They hadn't changed the name. And so my junior high band got to travel to Europe. I know, imagine that in a pandemic world. That seems hard to believe. Uh, so we flew to Paris and played at uh, Euro Disney. And we had prepared, because we knew we were going to Disney. So we had prepared a whole bunch of Aladdin songs because Aladdin had just come out. And so we were all prepared. We practiced these songs. We were like, yeah, this is going to be great. We get all set up on this stage. The stage is still there, by the way. When I went to Disneyland Paris last time, I was like, oh, yeah, there's the stage where I played. We had to stop in and look because I remembered. So we get all set up and we start playing Aladdin and no one knows what we're playing because Aladdin had not come out yet in Paris or had like it was like a softer release over there. They were still really into Beauty and the Beast, not so much into Aladdin. And so no, everyone started laughing and the sound guys and the light guys started like changing the lights on us and like blowing air at us. And it was all smoky and our music. I remember my music flying off the stand and that was, um, it wasn't a great Disney moment, but it certainly sticks out and I will never forget it. So um, I also got to see the electric uh, light parade, though, and that is one of my favorite parades of all time. So that was good. I mean, there were lots of good things about that trip, but that that does stick out in my brain. It's just that, like the thought of as well that I always forget that I also did not go to Euro Disney with my band, but I did do Disneyland in California in junior high. Also weird to think about. And I keep, I forget about it because it's kind of just there in the back of my mind. Um, not one. I don't have any great memories about it, except again, I guess it's better than yours. Like I have the memory of going on stage and playing it in just off the spoke, the wheel and spoke hub. Oh yeah. To the left of the castle. Oh, yeah. there's a small stage there and that's where we played and i remember that and i remember being backstage and that was really cool because nobody gets to go backstage. Right. <laughs> so you, you go backstage you go on stage and that was really neat but i don't have a lot of memories of that trip with disney because maybe i was just too young or it was just too like i don't think we were only there for a couple of days so and we were only there for one day i think at Euro Disney and it wasn't it wasn't as developed as other Disney theme parks so after Euro Disney our next trip was at Christmas time to Disneyland and it was my first time going to Disneyland and I was like this is like a completely 100% different experience than Euro Disney because when we went to Euro Disney like they they were still opening things they were still developing rides like 
I'm talking, I was there a long time ago, guys. I'm old. So, um, yeah, it was just a different, I feel like there's a different feel anyways in other Disney theme parks in other countries than there is in like Disney World and Disneyland, but there definitely is a difference in Disneyland Paris than other theme parks that I've been to. So, um, but yeah, especially back then. They do have a dragon under their castle, which is really cool. Fire breathing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I agree that there's a difference between like Disney North America theme parks and Disney international theme parks. There's definitely a different feeling from like Disney World to Disneyland Paris versus Disneyland. Even Disneyland versus Disney World, there's a difference there too, oh, right? Yeah. So and I just remember when the second time you went to Disney Paris was with me and I had just finished working. I just left Florida almost. And then 10 days later we were on trip. And then 10 days after, so it been like 20 days since I had left Disney World. And then I was in Disney Paris. And I'm like, this is definitely, this doesn't feel Disney as much to me is what I, I kept thinking. Yeah. And I kept pointing things out. I'm like, oh. It was definitely a different experience. It was a weird culture shock. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> we didn't want you to miss Disney too much, though, so we threw you right into another Disney theme park. Threw me back into it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to also then talk about, like, our favorite Disney character. One character, because this is an area that we could do a whole episode on it. So we're going to talk about personal favorite Disney character experiences interactions i like to call them different interactions more than experiences yeah, yeah. but because you do interact with um, them yes some more than others yes you do for sure but that's for like i mean you, if they yeah, can't talk more... <laughs> if they can't talk you interact a little bit differently it's not i was gonna say less but i don't think it's less i think it's just a different interaction so different do you want to talk about your first okay my favorite in the whole world character is Tigger. And so the very first time I met Tigger was at, um, I think it was at the Plaza Inn in Disneyland when we had, a, we went for a character breakfast the first time we brought the kids. And as soon as he came around the corner, like he wasn't even at our table. <laughs> He was like somewhere else and I was like there is Tigger and I was like freaking out and um my husband thought I was crazy um I have this great picture of him though being bear hugged behind bouncing were you bouncing I feel like you're bouncing I probably was yeah for sure um bouncing bouncing and Tigger came up behind Jonathan and gave him like this huge hug because Jonathan wasn't really like interacting with the characters he was just sort of like eh, i'm here but whatever so um anyways my yeah i tigger all my good pictures with characters are just tigger and me hugging because well tigger is the best and i'll fight you on it just kidding don't fight <laughs> me on it it's okay i can just see you sitting at a table bouncing up and down like with excitement yes totally because Tigger's bouncing. I see that now in my head. <laughs> I wasn't there with you at that time, so I don't... We have that memory. 
But my favorite was when I met, not my favorite Disney character for, for the first time, but my favorite Star Wars character for the first time. So I am the biggest C-3PO fan. I love C-3PO and everybody thinks I'm weird, but I love my C-3PO. When Comic Expo came to Calgary, well, when it's here every year, but we got to go see C-3PO. We had to stand in line. We had to buy tickets. I still, we still have a picture. We got to meet. I told you, she just, she loves C-3PO. I got to meet Daniel. Anthony Daniels. We still have a picture of that. And he was, he's an amazing person anyways. So at Disney World, they used to have what's known as Star Wars Weekend. So this is way, this is before Star Wars Land or Star Wars Galaxy Edge was a thing. They had Star Wars Weekend. So in May, every weekend would be a Star Wars themed event. I can talk, I'll talk about it again, probably in another episode. Like, actors that play certain characters and they would be there and you can meet and greet them. But I met C-3PO and R2-D2 was there too. But to me, it was all about C-3PO. So I'm waiting in line to meet C-3PO. And I, there's two other groups ahead of us to meet. It's C-3PO and R2-D2. And the character attendant at the front of the line goes, just to let you know, we might be changing out our characters because... C-3PO and R2-D2 need to, you know, they have another errand they need to run. So Luke and Leia are up. They could be your, who you meet instead. And I start getting really, like, I get worked up to the point of, like, I want to meet C-3PO. And the people in front of me hear how much I want to meet C-3PO. And they even, all of them said, if it comes to our turn, and it's whether we meet C-3PO or you meet C-3PO, we're going to let you meet C-3PO. So I go to meet C-3PO and I give him a hug and he's a, a droid. He doesn't know what to do with that. Like I, that's my first instinct is hugging C-3PO and he goes, Whoa. And so I'm talking to C-3PO and R2-D2 comes over and he like runs into my legs and go like, and starts beeping at me because I'm paying no attention to him. All I'm doing is talking to C-3PO because <laughs> he is the best I'm sorry, R2-D2. I didn't care about you. I was there to see C-3PO. And so there's this picture that I have of me just beaming from ear to ear because I'm standing there with C-3PO. And my my friend was there. She's like, and I'm tearing up right now telling you the story, everyone. If you just want to know, Jen's crying. (laughs) She is. She's really crying. (laughs) Like, I met C-3PO and it just made my life. So I think that's my favorite character experience because just the anticipation, the whole waiting in line for it, and then getting to meet him. So, and it's not something that you used to be able to meet every time you went to Disney like Mickey Mouse. So I think that's why it's it's a special one for me because he mattered so much. So that's my favorite. Seriously. Wait my tears <laughs> out of my eyes now. She just needs a moment, everyone. It's fine. She she she's crying over a droid, I need but a moment. collect myself. The, that was the droid she was looking yeah. for. <laughs> That's always the droid. <laughs> that was so she is looking, looking for. for. That's always the droid. I feel like yeah, yeah. If there's any droid, it's C three PO. I'm yeah, sorry. Totally. BB eight. All the other cute droids. I I like them, but they're not. They're not He's C-3PO. got my heart forever. C-3PO. Totally. 
Do we want to talk about uh, our last trip with Granny and the character interactions that we had with Granny? Yeah. So we call my mom Granny because we're just used to it with the kids. We That was her name for the kids to call her. So if we ever speak about Granny, it's my mother. Um, so her last trip with us to Disneyland, she was sitting... We were all sitting eating churros because where what else do we snack on at Disneyland but churros and Dole Whips? I didn't forget. Um, okay, I got told today. Oh, yeah, right. Just need to clarify for those that are non-Disney listeners, what the heck is a churro, Amanda? Explain, please. A churro is a long donut. Is basically what it is. There's a long stick of donut. Um, and then it's rolled, deep fried, obviously. And then it's rolled in cinnamon and sugar. And it is amazing. Yes. And a Dole Whip, because I got told that we needed to explain what a Dole Whip is. A Dole Whip from our last episode that we said you can eat in the Tiki Room. Um, that's a pineapple ice cream. Yeah. So they also have Dole Whip floats, I know, that you can get. And it comes with pineapple. And they... I. I don't know in I I'm, I'm hesitate here because I'm like I don't know in California if they have the orange flavor or they only have that in um Florida which is just weird cuz it's only pineapple. I'm sorry. And then you can you, a float you can get with pineapple juice and I just get a traditional dole whip. That's why I so confused. <laughs> I'm confused as well. I didn't even know there was dole other flavors whips. of dole whips. That's strange. Well, supposedly there is. Or there at least used to be. I never got anything but pineapple Dole yeah, Whip. Yeah, okay. that's okay. So, orange Dole Whip is, might be a thing. But you're in Florida, so they do a weird floor. Oranges is the orange state, so. It is. Anyways, that's true. Just so you know. Um, and so we were eating our churros. Nice, quiet. In There's this little place uh, just inside. Just by Fantasyland. It's not inside. It's um, across the way from the Matterhorn, actually. And just a nice little alcove. It's got some tables, some benches. And all of a sudden, the Mad Hatter comes over to my mother. She's sitting at the table. And he starts talking with her. Now, if he wasn't in costume, I would think that this old guy is just coming to flirt with my mother. Like, <laughs> that's totally what I would think. Because, like, that he literally didn't really care about the rest of us. We're all sitting there. But he was like, oh, no, I'm going to go talk to this lovely lady over here. Which is fine. I think in character costumes, you can get away with a lot of things that you couldn't get away with in real life. Which is totally fine. My mother was single. So, let her. It's fine. Also, character experiences. Like, if you're in costume in the real world, that still wouldn't be. I don't think that would be okay. <laughs> okay but because you're in costume and you're at Disneyland, it's okay. Yeah, the, the setting is if I were in a costume and doing it in the middle of, like, West... The setting, the setting is important, yes. I should have mentioned that as well, but... Um... <laughs> Just randomly, some guy dressed up like the man. Not <laughs> just on the street, you know, whatever. That'd be totally fine. This is not a good tactic. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Make better choices. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyways, 
Next up, in case this wasn't awesome enough, like they're just having this great interaction. Um, the uh, ca- the Captain Hook. Captain Hook comes over. Now, Captain Hook can't talk because he's got like that huge mask. He's got like a huge mask on. He's actually like, he could be a face character, but because his head is so big, <laughs> they have to put on that huge mask. So he can't talk. So he starts coming and interacting with my mother and the Mad Hatter. So the Mad Hatter says to my mother, because she's eating a churro. I remember it's got the sugar and the cinnamon. And he says to her, hey, you should blow some of that sugar on Captain Hook. Because, you know, Captain Hook is evil. Right? So so my mom does. She takes her churro and she blows. Anyways, this goes on for quite, quite some time. And it was just great, like, to just watch. We were just sitting there watching. And then other people showed up and whatever, and everyone left. I'm sure that the characters themselves, too, were maybe, I think they go back there probably sometimes. So they're like, it's like a break zone, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't get a break when you're a character because you want to say something again. I was just going to say, um, again, Disneyland versus Disney World, there is some differences in the character experiences. So Disney World, you're very controlled. You line up, you see a character, and they're in a spot. There's a character spot that you go and see the character. Disneyland, because it's a smaller park, there's not enough spots to see characters, so you do have a lot of roving wandering characters which makes it a little bit of a difference between definitely a difference between your character experiences between disneyland and disney world doesn't mean that they're one's better one's worse because you can have really good character experiences like my c-3po and that was at disney world just getting to meet different characters but the freedom to have a captain hook and the mad hatter at the same place at the same time without it being a dining experience um, is something that's unique to Disney land over Disney world. Yeah. So that was great. And I have this great picture of, of mom eating the, the Chiro and captain hook on, on the other end deciding to eat it too. So it's like a lady in the tramp moment because she was <laughs> in a lady in the tramp shirt. So they decided to do recreate that with her Chiro um so again you wouldn't i it made the the trip memorable for us especially it was mom's last trip with us we didn't know that at the time obviously but um yeah it will just live in our memories because of because of that i think so and yeah again like when they're wandering around like you just you that's what i mean like i feel like they sometimes will find those hidden kind of spots because they're just wandering around characters so then they they're like oh i know that this place is usually pretty quiet and it's i can take a seat and still interact with guests but not be like surrounded by a million children in the middle of fantasy land while they're getting cranky because they have to wait six hours to get on the teacups for example yes yeah so it's it's that that's not a good example, right? So, and so it was very unusual. Yeah. To have those both in the same place. Yeah. I feel though, Amanda, we're going to have to upload images on our website to depict some of these things. I do. I about. will make sure to post some pictures of what we've talked about today. 
Okay, let's do t- favorite restaurant. Favorite ma- restaurants experiences. So, my favorite restaurant is when I worked at Disney World. Wasn't just that, but my mom and dad came to Florida to visit, and my- happened to be right at my dad's birthday. Sadly, it turned out to be his last birthday. So I wanted to do something special for him. I decided to book, uh, make reservations at the uh, California Grill. And the California Grill is at the top of the Contemporary Resort at Disney World. So it's a great place. It has a lovely view of Disney World. But why you book it specifically is, is if you book it in the evening... At the right time, you can get it for fireworks. So you can watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks from your table. So I'm uh, booked in for the restaurant, picked the right time, and told them it was a special occasion and what we were celebrating. What the California Grill does and Disney does at their fine dining restaurants better than, I think, most restaurants I've been to is make it personalized. So I told them we were celebrating something, what we were celebrating. So we're there a little early. We have a few, uh, we have a cocktail Then we go and sit at our table. We sit at our table and our menus are on our table and they say, happy birthday, Bob. And that's the top of the menu right at the top. So they know exactly what we're celebrating. It's covered in Mickey Mouse confetti. And we had the chef make us a special uh, appetizer to go with our meal as well. And then we ate our delicious meals and I had duck and then they lowered the lights in the restaurant And then we were able to either go out and stand outside and watch the fireworks or continue to sit where we were. were. And we decided to continue to sit where we were and just watched the fireworks with the music going through the restaurant on the PA system. Yeah. When we went uh, with the, like when we went to Disney World too, that was amazing. Like that restaurant is just I, I, I just put up and like I, a woo sign, but you can't see it. So let me just say it was really good. Like it was amazing. You should go there. Put it on your list if you're going to Disney World. It's the type of restaurant where you leave to leave the table and then fold your napkin back yeah. up. Like it's that type of experience. Yeah. I'm not going to say my favorite restaurant because I don't want to spoil anything, but it's up there among those. Yeah. And I've been multiple times. So that just, that says something. Um, and, Mine is um, when we went to Disney World, my husband and I, we usually try to do a date night, even when we go to Disneyland and we do something. Uh, when we were in Disney World, we decided to go out for supper. So because Jenny had worked there, we were like, where should we go? And she suggested, because we like seafood, that we should go to Narcosis, which is on the dock uh, outside the Grand Floridian Hotel, so close to Magic Kingdom. And so we got a seat at the table right by the window, which was excellent because it was, uh, the they were still doing the magical electrical light parade. What is, I get that wrong every time. The Main Street Electrical okay, Parade. That is like one of my favorite parades of all time. I, I always stick light in there because that's what they say at the beginning. 
I think that's what I do too. Anyways, because at Magic Kingdom, they also have the water around it. So they do like a boat parade with all the lights as well. So that's why sitting right by the window, we got to see, we could go outside too when the parade was going on, but you don't need to, or, and to see the fireworks too, you don't need to because they will pipe in the music just like they do at um, the California Grill. They turn down the lights. They like, they, it, they know that you're going to want to watch that. So they do everything for you, right? But I mean, again, it's one of those restaurants where they pull out your chair and put the napkin on you. Our server had our table and one other table. That's it. So you get like the best service. The food was unbelievable. Um, you leave feeling full, <laughs> like overly full, even though, and you, de- and it's not one of those meals where you're like, oh yeah, we'll rush through this and get on. It's like, take our time and like enjoy the whole experience so it definitely was one of the best restaurant experiences in disney that i have ever had and we'll go back for another date night also to clarify it is the um electrical water pageant is that's what i was watching i knew it was electrical something or other on the water there it is kind of a hidden thing that you don't know unless you know that it's there because there's not like a a big announcement like if it's a parade in the park so yeah that's a fun one and i didn't tell you about that i just let you go because i knew it was really good um and in disney news disneyland is opening to only california residents so again, we're in a pandemic. We can't go anyways. Yes, it's opening on my birthday. So when they first announced that they might be opening, possibly opening, and before they had a date, they said the end of April. I'm like, they're opening for me on my birthday. Like It was my dream to go to a Disney theme park this birthday, but we will uh, make it another day, another day, another year, another time. I have done Disney for my birthday, so. It's true. We have. So maybe it's someone else's turn to do Disney birthday. But they are opening. They are not doing some of the fast pass stuff with it, but they're opening. So as we talked last week, the Mickey extravaganza that we were, they, I feel like that was the test for them to decide to reopen again, which it's great for all those people in California. I'm happy that they get to visit Disneyland yeah. again. And I'm happy for Disneyland to open yeah. again. And all the cast members that they are bringing back. And it's all good. It's all good news, even if we can't go. Yeah, it's good news for them. I'm very happy for the cast members because it's been hard for them. And they deserve to work, too. Exactly. Their job is important. They make magic. So Disneyland is opening. Disney World is packed. Yes. So Disney's doing fine. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. The other Disney I just want to throw out there just because you haven't watched it yet. But since we like to talk everything Disney, Disney Plus and WandaVision. Oh my goodness. If you haven't watched it, like my sister. I haven't watched it yet. Just gotta watch it. It's just so good. Um, and everybody's been talking about it. It's just so good. So, one division. They Disney did it right, and it's great to have good content coming out at this time for our TV viewing as well. Yes, and also 
I'm most excited that Disney Plus added The Muppet Show. So if you've never seen The Muppet Show, please go back and watch it. You you, you need to know The Muppet Show. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's our, our Disney news. Yeah. Besides. And it's nice to have some Disney news. Yeah, I was super excited when they posted that yesterday. I shared it everywhere. Eventually we'll get back. The borders will open again. And we just want to thank you for joining us. We want to thank you for listening to us. We also want to give a shout out to our lovely theme music. I, you guys probably have now listened to our intro and outro music. Actually written and performed by my lovely nephew and my sister Amanda's lovely son. So he wrote it and performed it for us. We said, we need some theme music. And he said, okay. And just ran with it. So talent Mm -hmm. right there. Every time I listen, just makes me smile. And he's a little bit shy about it, but I always make sure to put his name in the comments when I'm posting it. So thank you for believing in us a little bit. Because I think we're still in shock that we have listeners that want to listen to us. We will talk to you again yeah. soon. We don't really have a schedule. We just kind of yeah. post when we post. We'll let you know. But the best way for you to find out is to follow us on all social media. So Instagram, Facebook, all at Bonavista and Main yes. Street. Follow us and you can tell us your Disney stories. Your favorite Disney memory. That's your job yeah. this week. Go on. Give us your favorite yeah. Disney memory. We want to hear your memories too. Because you'll probably make me cry. Because I love the ones that make me cry. Obviously, I make myself cry. So. So grab your hats and belongings and exit to the left and have a magical day! <laughs>